This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Spilled Milk is brought to you by Sur La Table, which sells everything you need to cook the recipes we talk about on this show. With over 70 locations nationwide and online at surlatab.com. Sur La Table, the art and soul of cooking. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today, we're going to be talking about rice balls, or in Japanese, onigiri. What, good pronunciation. I oh, mean, I wouldn't thanks. know good pronunciation from bad pronunciation, but that was impressive. I, I think good pronunciation in a foreign language all comes down to the face you make when you're saying it. Like, if, uh, if you can make a convincing face, like you're really thinking hard, then people think you have good pronunciation. I mean, people who, people who don't actually speak the language. I'll think about that. <laughs> I'll think about spitting rice onto the microphone. Yeah, I have to say, while Matthew said that, a piece of rice just came (laughs) flying out of his mouth. Anyway. Yeah, that's a traditional way to eat them. Mm -hmm. So, Matthew, one reason why we thought to to talk about rice balls today is that you are fresh off a trip to Japan, are you not? I am fresh off the boat. (laughs) And did you eat lots of rice balls there? I ate many, many rice balls there. Wow. I'm so glad that you're on the show today. Yes. I'm so glad you joined me. Thanks for having me as your your special, special guest, uh, the self-styled rice ball guy. Wow, great. Well, I'm excited to talk rice balls. <laughs> Me too. Matthew, what is a rice ball? Okay, a rice ball is a, uh, a ball of Japanese, Japanese-style rice that's been pressed into a ball or a shape, often a triangle. It usually has a salty filling of some kind or something salty brushed on the outside, and it's uh, often wrapped in seaweed, and you eat it like a sandwich. It is basically the Japanese equivalent of the sandwich. It is total picnic food. How did you hear about rice balls? Because until maybe two weeks ago, when I was eating lunch with with you and Iris, who taught me how to make rice balls, I had never heard of them. Well, I had I'd encountered them off and on in uh, kind of Japanese food contexts, but didn't really become enamored of them until two things happened. First of all, I read um, this uh, comic book. It's in a series called Oishinbo, um, which I, I think is Japanese for like a guy who likes to eat a lot. 
And Oshinbo is the story of this guy, Yamaoka, who is uh, basically me. He's a lazy food writer who never seems to write much, but has a very strong opinion on everything. And uh, there is a rice ball episode in one of the books um, where he and his estranged father go head to head to see who can make the best rice balls. That is amazing. I wish we had comic books that were, I, I don't know, would our equivalent be like who can make the best burger or that kind of thing? I don't know. If, if there is a comic book, an American comic book on who can make the best burger, I would read that. Maybe but I haven't seen it. One. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's right. We can conquer every form of media one by one. We've writing, writing. <laughs> we've we've, we've definitely done that. conquered the podcast. Yes. Yeah. So is this is this book you're talking about? Uh, is it called The Joy of Rice? Because we have a book in front of us called The Joy of it Rice. It is called The Joy of Rice. Is that what its title is in Japanese too? I have no idea. Or do you think that they were trying to pick up on the joy of cooking or joy of sex audience in the US? Probably. Yeah. I mean, if, if you've done all the recipes in The Joy of Cooking and The Joy of Sex, then this is next. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's try some of those recipes from The Joy of Rice, which yes. doesn't really have recipes, but it has some great ideas. Yeah, don't accidentally pull down the wrong book. <laughs> All right, we're going we're gonna to make some uh, rice balls and uh, come back and uh, tell you far too much about them. Great, let's do it. So I'm going to make my first rice ball here. Ever. My first rice ball ever. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this on air. The pressure is on. So uh, what I have here is like a little um, a custard cup, like a little ramekin. Yeah, a little Pyrex bowl. Yeah. That, um, that we've lined with plastic wrap and filled it maybe two-thirds with rice. And I'm just going to sort of pull it, pull the rice out by the plastic wrap. And Now, this is, this is totally cheating. I learned about this, this method from uh, a great blog called Just Hungry, which is at justhungry.com. And um, <laughs> oh, I'm challenged here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to talk to the people here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm squishing my plastic wrap. Go on. And uh, and I know I, I I I get the feeling that after she posted about this, there was a big flame war about whether it's cheating to use plastic wrap to make your rice balls. Um, I figured nobody nobody's gonna know um, unless you like are dumb enough to say it on air. So. Uh, we're making our rice balls with plastic wrap. Right. You know, the classic way to make these is to reach into a, a rice cooker full of extremely hot rice and try and like form it with, with slightly damp hands. Um, ooh, not bad. It's not bad. It's kind of yeah. a teardrop shaped rice ball. So what I have here is sort of, um, basically, I took the plastic wrap and as, as Matthew advised, I sort of squeezed the any air bubbles out of it and then I sort of twisted the top and then I tried to press the rice ball into sort of a, uh, a flattened triangle shape. Yeah. And it looks great. So let's make some more. Okay. Can I make one? Yes, make All right. one. I'm going to make an umeboshi one. What are you going to make? I think I'm going to make a salmon one. All righty. So I've made a little well in my rice. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. And okay. then put a little fish into your well. It's starting to sound like a folktale. <laughs> yeah. Put a little fish into your well. Or, or a folk song, even. <laughs> Put a little fish in your way. <laughs> so while we're sitting here shaping our rice balls, tell me, um, tell me what kind of rice I should use when I make these. So the thing to look for is Japanese-style short grain or medium grain rice. And if you go to the supermarket, you'll find this in a five-pound bag. And it'll, the most common brands are Kokuho Rose and uh, Neko Neko. Um, or possibly Nico Nico. I can never remember. Neko Neko would be Cat Cat. I don't know what Nico Nico would be. But something like that. And uh, so it'll be in a five-pound white paper bag. Mm. You put a lot of umeboshi in there. Probably too much. Yeah. Is it really salty? It's really salty. Are you dying? I think I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, I'll wait till you don't have a mouthful of food. Could be a long wait. <laughs> 
So let's talk about fillings because, so for one thing, I mean, you can just make a plain rice ball, right? I mean, that's what I have here in front of me. Yeah. And you were saying that in a minute we could do something with miso or soy sauce and cook it. Or yeah, something? and get it crispy on the outside, and the soy sauce is going to dribble into the interior. It's going to be really good. And so, do you do that just in a skillet or on a grill? Or yeah, just do? a very lightly greased skillet. Sweet. And let's talk about the different fillings because, so obviously, we've got umaboshi, which you're chewing right now. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a pickled plum. Yep. And it's um, salty. Really salty and really sour. It's uh, it's probably the most traditional rice ball filling. And it's it's considered kind of a preservative because rice gets moldy really quickly. And so if, uh, if you're going to make rice and keep it around, um, it's traditional to put something really salty or really sour in it. Um, I think like for miso? that reason. Or umeboshi? Yeah, either way. So you could have umeboshi. You could have something like miso maybe worked into the rice. Mm-hmm. Today, what we did is I brought over a little filet of wild king salmon and Matthew broiled it and then broke it up into chunks and you salted it pretty well, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, you told me to put more salt on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you salted it very well after I told you to salt it better. And, uh, and so that we can put in the center of the rice ball. Um, we also read in The Joy of Rice that you could mix up the salmon with mayo and soy sauce. But apparently that was considered very Western by the characters in The Joy of Rice. And if there's anything we don't want to be, it's very Western. Yeah, definitely not. Especially not because... <laughs> because we are. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Molly has informed me that I am to make a rice ball filled with black forest ham and then wrap it in salty sheets of Korean seaweed. I'm sure this is all kinds of wrong, but it is so delicious. It's like a little salt pocket, different from a pizza pocket. <laughs> That's right. New from the makers of Hot Pockets. No, no. Wrap, wrap the other side, too. So here's what you do. You take a rice ball. You put some black forest ham in the middle. Oh, you're, you're the expert now. I'm the expert now. <laughs> and then you take oh, yeah. two pieces of this salty Korean seaweed. And wrap one around each side. Have you gotten to the ham yet, Matthew? Oh, that's good. Isn't that good? We should do a whole episode about ham. <laughs> what a shame we already did it. <laughs> Darn. Did we did we mention in that episode, put ham in everything? <laughs> I don't think we did. But it's not too late now. Put ham in everything. Ooh. That bite was even better. Yeah, isn't it good? It's like salty on the inside, salty on the outside. Isn't this a song? Salty on the inside, salty on the outside, salty all through and through. I mean, the really cool thing about rice balls is there are lots of different ways to eat them. You can eat them freshly made, still warm, either wrapped in seaweed or without. You can let them cool down and eat them cool, wrapped in seaweed or without. Yeah, I mean, either, either room temperature or like cold out of the fridge, they're still good. So let's talk about the seaweed because here on the table, we have some Japanese seaweed. And then we have some Korean seaweed that's actually got some salt on it. You can actually see the little salt crystals. Yeah, and this stuff is really good. It is really good. It's kind of spoiled me for the Japanese stuff. I know. And I feel really wrong about this, especially because we're then further mixing it up by putting some black forest ham in it. Yeah. So how do I know if I'm getting good seaweed? How do I buy seaweed for my rice balls? So if you're going to buy Japanese seaweed, it'll say yakinori on the package. But within that category, there it ranges in price from like free to a lot. And there are different different quality levels. And some of it is like teriyaki flavored, which is probably want to avoid. Um, and then we've got this Korean stuff that comes in a can and it's just little squares of so- very salty, very crispy seaweed. And that's uh, that's the one we're drooling over today. 
All right, Molly, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, I'm tired. I'm tired of being the rice ball guy. <laughs> so, you know, having having had your your initial experience making and consuming rice balls here today, uh, why do you think people should make them? You know, we're trying. We're, we're asking people to step into virgin territory here. I think a lot of people. Well, I mean, they're delicious. They are delicious, and they're actually kind of one of the easiest things you could possibly make. Really, I I don't have a lot of experience making Japanese food, as you know. In fact, some might say I have no experience <laughs> making Japanese food. And uh, you know, you take some rice, you put it in a ramekin, you put some stuff in it, and you mush it up. So you're saying this and black it's belt I'm wearing? Freakishly delicious. <laughs> maybe maybe an undeserved black belt. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that... I am. Well, you know, I would have never known about the joy of rice. And boy, my life is complete now that I have the holy trinity of the joy of cooking, the joy of sex, and the joy of rice. That's, yeah, that's really all I need out of life. Me too. I'm so glad that we've been able to introduce people to it with this episode. This has really been meaningful for me. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the uh, the show that just spent 10 minutes talking about rice balls without making any balls jokes. And my God, what restraint that took. Yes. Where there's going to be like an explosion of dirty jokes the minute the tape stops. And sorry, sorry, you won't be here for that. In that case, I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Ebster Burton. You can find this week's recipe for Japanese rice balls on our website, spilledmilkpodcast.com. And we'll also link to where you can buy your own copy of The Joy of Rice. And we'll uh, try and find some of that Korean seaweed for you also. Yes, we will. Thanks for listening. We Sometimes didn't... I come over secretly in the middle of the night and we make rice balls. <laughs> oh, uh, that wasn't what I meant. Sometimes I come over secretly and we eat lunch. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.